Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. Passion is that drive, right? Gets you excited and wakes you up in the morning and all right, well, let's go for the day, right? And, and so in that, um, you know, I wanted to talk about that, about being passionate about being a child of God. And a lot of times we just go through and we're just like, okay, great, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, great. Now I could just relax and, man, just chill out. Well, that's not, that's not what God says and that's not the plan of God that he has for our lives. He has more than that, right? He has more than that. He, he wants us to be excited for the things of God. He wants us to be excited for, for what we're doing here on this earth. And he wants you excited about reaching out to others. Because we are God's hands and feet. Yes, God can, um, God can speak to people without us. But he wants to use us. He wants us. He wants us to be involved, okay? And, and in that, um, you know, if I, if I had a title for this, it'd be hide and seek, but you always win. There are many things that the Bible says that are hidden for those that are in Christ. Those, those that are hidden in, in him, right? And, and for that, I want to go to Hebrews 11. Eleven six, and this is actually in the Amplified Classic version. I think that's the only one we have back there, but just for <clears throat> saying that. And let's let's go ahead before we we actually get really into this. Let's go ahead and uh, pray. Father God, we just praise you and thank you for this day. Father, we just open our hearts to you. Father, we just. We just open our hearts to you and we just ask that you just speak to us, that you lead us and guide us through your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God, for using me as a vessel, Father God. We just ask that, that, that the words are, are right for the people, Father God. And, and thank you, Father, that, that your Holy Spirit is in this place today. That your Holy Spirit is in the hearts of others, speaking to them helping them, leading them, and guiding them into all truth, Father God. And we just praise you and thank you for this day. We thank you for this message. We ask that you bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In Hebrews eleven six, it says, But without faith it is impossible to walk with and to please him, for whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. So, but we can also use that word passionately. So a lot of times, you know, how many of you remember playing hide and seek when you were young? How many of you play hide and seek with your kids? Okay. And is it a fun thing or is it just like, a, all right, well, I'll just go hide somewhere. No, it's a fun thing, right? It, it's fun. It's exciting. Who's, 
oh my gosh, is he going to find me? Is he going to find me? And, and then someone's looking and man, who, who am I going to get first, right? There's an excitement. There's a passion there for it. And so in that, that's the same thing in the same way we should be with God. God, we, we open the Bible, we, we pray, right? And in those times, we should be, okay, God, what are you going to say to me today? God, just speak to me. Reveal your love. Reveal who you are to me with that passion, that excitement. Not, oh, you again, God. All right, yeah, I guess I got to pray. Let's see, maybe I can make it a minute today. Um, yeah, that'll be enough because I got other things to do. I mean, imagine having a relationship like that. How many of you want a relationship like that in your natural relationships? Sometimes there's those days, right? There's those days that maybe, you know, you're just not feeling it that day and everything. And, you know, I, I know, you know, I have a lot of those days and everything sometimes. And Gijay's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, be happy, right? And it's like, okay, yeah, okay, all right. You know, I may not say it like that exactly all the time, but, um, but anyway, so, but we should be excited for life. We should have a passion for the things of God. The, the things that we should be asking God, okay, God, where do you want to lead me today? What do you want me to do today? Is there anyone who I need to speak to? Is there anyone who needs a word from, from you, a word from heaven? How many of you have uh, sometimes, you know, you, you're, you're walking in the grocery store and everything, and you're just buying groceries, and then all of a sudden God says, go tell that person I love them. Go tell that person they're special. I don't know that person for nothing. What? what? But then you say it, and you see something happen in their lives. You see something that, that catches them, that draws them, and gets that attention. And that's the love of God. We don't have to preach to them. We don't have to go along this whole long thing, long thing and go through the Romans road and, and lead them to Christ. Now, if, if God is leading you that way, then you should. But sometimes it's just one word from God that can change their lives that can touch them. And we need to be passionate about being available to be able to do that, to be able to reach them, to be able to share the, the love of God, right? So let's go to Proverbs 8, 17. Sorry, I got to lower that there. <clears throat> Proverbs 8, 17. It says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me early and diligently shall find me. Now, early, you know, a lot of people say, well, you just got to get up at four o'clock in the morning and, you know, spend your time with God. If that's what you take to be able to do that, great. I'm a late night person. Uh, I like, um, you know, kind of winding down at night and and just reading my Bible or, you know, reading a book or, you know, just spending that time. Uh, so, you know, 
know, you, you pick for you on what you should do. But you should do it. And the frequency obviously is, you know, a personal choice. Um, but those, you know, the Bible talks about doing things daily. Now, do we do things all the time daily? No. But we should. Okay? So we're working up to that, right? <clears throat> and uh, let's go to Matthew 6, 33. Actually, I'll just say, you don't have to go there. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. So your job is to seek after God. Your job is not to seek after a job. Your job is not to be seeking after relationships. Your job is not to be seeking the best car, the biggest house. That's not your job. Your job is to seek ye first the kingdom of God in all of his righteousness and everything that he has for you and those things will automatically come. Now in that, when you seek God, you have to do some things. You have to take steps. What is faith? Faith without works is dead. You can have all the faith. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father God. I believe that you can give me this, give me that, and do this and do that. But if you don't have corresponding action... That works is not, okay, I have to do, I have to pray so many minutes and uh, I have to go to the church every single time it's open. No. Faith with works, that works is corresponding action. If you're believing for something, what are you doing to walk that out? And how are you doing it? Are you doing it, oh, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Or are you doing it passionately and knowing that God is going to come through for you? That passion has to be there. You have to get in your heart that, God, I know that in a lot of times when we ask for things and, you know, we have a certain need, we have to make sure that we're praying right, that we have the right heart. If we're doing it just to man, I want the best car or whatever, or best house and all this and everything, and, you know, we want this and we want that. What's your motive? What's your motive? Are you doing it to, to, to uh, advance the kingdom of God? How many of you love to, you know, ride around in the most beat-up car and, you know, don't know if it's going to start today? Come on, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Lay hands on the car, right? Listen, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to be at those places. But God will use those places to be able to build you up, to be able to build your character. He doesn't give you those things. All right, let's see what happens today. I'm just going to throw this in there. No, he doesn't do that. But life and circumstances come along, and, and we have a choice. Are we going to trust God, or are we going to say, woe is me? Are we going to, to believe and, and trust in him and know for a fact that he's going to come through no matter what? Or are we just hoping that he will? 
Which passion do you have? What's your passion? And I also want to ask you in your life, what, what is your passion? What are the things that you are seeking? What are the things, the, the job, the career, the talent, right? What are the things, uh, baking, right? You know, and man, she bakes good. Uh, and it's not helping me any, so. Uh, um, but, but in that, what is your passion? And are you doing it passionately for the Lord? Whatever we do, the things that we do, the job that you have, the places you go, the people you meet, the, anything that you do, uh, you know, I, I love to, you know, when it's nice out and everything, I love to just take off on the four-wheeler and just enjoy God's creation, get some beautiful fresh air and just, you know, go up in the mountains. Man, it's just so beautiful. I'm passionate about that. I love doing that. DJ may say, I don't want to have you do it so much, but... <clears throat> But in that, man, just, you know, taking the kids up and, you know, um, you know, taking the kids up one by one or something and just going up there. Look at this, guys. Man, look at how beautiful it is here. My God created that. Man, it's just so awesome to have that. So what are you passionate about? And like I said, in your passion, are you doing it as unto God? I'm also, many of you know, I'm also a huge football fan. And man, I get passionate, right, DJ? <laughs> Sitting there, what are you doing? <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. What are you doing? I get passionate. What are you passionate about? What's that? What? Yeah, crazy. Well, she calls it crazy, I call it passionate, right? <laughs> I'm sticking with passionate, right? <laughs> um, praise God. God's good, right? God's good all the time. He has, he has beautiful things for us. He has such beautiful things. But it takes our willingness and it takes our obedience. And it takes our living right. If you're in sin, that blocks God from blessing you. If you're doing things that, that God is telling you not to, man, come on, don't do that. And you're, I don't care, whatever. I can do whatever I want. No one tells me what to do. It's not that God holds back the blessing from you. It's that you block it. You put up that wall. You put up that block to be able to say, God, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. And so you just hold off on doing what you want to do. Hey, Robbie, can you do me a favor? Can you get me some water, please? Thank you. <clears throat> we See... We don't like to hear that kind of stuff in church. We don't like to talk about repentance. 
We don't like to talk about not doing something that we shouldn't do. Because we, you know, we as people, we don't like it when people tell us what to do. Even God. A lot of times, that's what's going on. Oh, it's okay. No one else will know. Really? God knows. And we're going to have to answer to God. We don't have to, we don't have to answer to men. I don't have to answer to any man for the things that I do. But I do have to answer to God. Thank you, Lord. I do have to answer to him when, when we get to the throne of Christ. And we do have to answer and say, okay, I, yes, you are saved and yes, you are in heaven. But I told you to do this, and I told you to, what did you do? See, being a Christian is not just about, it's not just about being saved from the fire. It's not, it's not fire insurance. It's about living out the word of God. It's about living out the things that God tells you to do. Because he's placed a gift and a calling in each one of us. Now, we just have to figure out what that is. But when we seek him, those things are going to come. If you just get in God's word, if you just seek him, God, what do you want me to do today? You don't have to, you know, a lot of times we, we work and you know, when we work, we're, we're looking more of a career, right? You know, okay, God, and, and maybe when you're younger, you don't know what you want to do as a quote-unquote career. But being a Christian is not just being a career. It's about that daily walk. And we don't have to know right now what the fullness of your, your calling is, but you have to start walking and doing something. You have to start taking those steps into what you feel God, where you feel God is leading you. And when we do that, when we, when we start to take those steps, we'll get, remember the, remember the game uh, Warmer, Colder, right? Warm, what is it, Hot? hot and cold, right? Hot or cold. And then you're up oh, cold, cold. Okay. Up oh, warmer, warmer. Oh, you're getting hot. Oh, yeah. Eventually you will get there. But we have to start making those steps. We have to take those steps in order to be able to move, to be able to get to where we're going. And in that every day is a chance to be able to get a little bit further. Just a little bit further. You don't have to go, you, don't, you know, it, what do they say? It's not, um, you know, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It is. Now, if any of you have ever run at points and times, you do go a little bit faster. Sometimes you go a little bit slower, depending on the terrain. But in that, we have to take those steps. 
And we have to be passionate about it. We have to get excited about the things of God. We have to look forward to, to saying, okay, God, what is it today? What is it today? Where do you want me, what do you want me to do? Okay, no, God doesn't say anything. Okay. But did you know that you don't have to hear the voice of God to be able to bless someone? <clears throat> you don't have to. You don't have to be walking in the, you know, in the grocery store. Oh, God, lead me. Right? And then all of a sudden, you know, like the water, you know, the stick with the water, you know, being led to it. <clears throat> no. You can just walk, and, but you can be attentive. Oh, God's saying, okay, I need to go down this aisle. Oh, there's this person. Hey, bud, just want to let you know God loves you. Hey, man, doing a great job. Thanks for filling these shelves. Thanks, you know, um, what was it? I think it was three weeks ago, two, two weeks ago. Went to Safeway, and there was a guy doing the carts, you know, bringing in and everything. I said, hey, man, just wanted to let you know, thank you so much for bringing these carts in. I know it's hard work. Thanks. <laughs> you know, looking at me weird. Th does that matter? No. But it mattered to him. How many, how many times... Has someone said that to him? Probably not a lot. Probably like, oh, here, here's my cart. There you go. Thanks. No. <laughs> right? <clears throat> no. We don't, we don't need to hear that big voice of God to bless someone. That should just be a regular part of our lives. We should be looking for those opportunities. And that's being passionate about the things of God. Those are the kinds of things that God wants to use in us. He wants that. Amen? <clears throat> so let's go to, um, let's see here. Amen, he is. <clears throat> All right, let's go to, um, let, let's go to 1 Samuel 17. Verse 24, this is talking about David. <clears throat> How many of you know that David was a passionate person? Boy, that, that man was, he had fire in him. <laughs> Sometimes got him in trouble. <laughs> but he had passion. He had passion. So 1 Samuel 17, verse 20, starting in verse 24, it says, In all the men of Israel... When they saw the man fled from him, talking about um, Goliath, um, fled from him terrified. And the Israelites said, have you seen this man who has come out? Surely he has come out to defy Israel. And the man who kills him, the king, will enrich with great riches and, he and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free from taxes and service in Israel. What was David? He was like, what? Oh, that sounds good. Okay. And David said unto the men standing by him, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? 
who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Who is he? He wasn't looking at the giant. He was looking at, and said, this person, I don't care who it is, is the enemy of God. He defiles my God? No way. And all you guys know that he goes, stands before him, and kills him and slays him with the power of God. Amen? That's passion right there. That is passion to be able to say, he was what? You know, some people say he was around 15, 16, 14, whatever. But okay, let's say he is that, that young. And he's going to grow against a grown giant, a warrior in the Philistine army, not, not some person that they just met in the village. This is a, a, a warrior. And him being 17 or 15 says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this that does not have the promise that I have? He's going down. That's passion. Amen? Let's go to Hebrews 4. <clears throat> Hebrews 4, starting in verse 11. This is just talking about the Word of God, and we must be passionate about the Word of God. Hebrews 4, 4 uh, 11 says... Let us therefore be zealous and exert ourselves and strive diligently to enter that rest of God to know and experience it for ourselves that no one, no one may fall or perish by the same kind of unbelief and disobedience into which those in the wilderness fell. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power making it active, operate, operative, energizing, effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating into the dividing line of the, the breath of life, the soul, and immortal spirit in the joints and marrow. I mean, what a description this, this says. It's such a passionate two verses for describing the word of God. It's a weapon that we have that we should be using every day against the enemy. You know, how many of you have seen, not today, Satan? We should have that attitude every day. Not today. Not going to happen. Devil, you're under, our, under my feet. You're a defeated foe. You're already defeated. So why do we have to battle? We don't battle the enemy. We declare to him what's already done. We use the sword, the word of God, and it just penetrates, and it cuts, and it chops down anything. I remember, um, you know, when I was in Guatemala um, for the five years, uh, I got really handy with uh, the machete. Um, you know, uh, that's what, you know, we used out there, especially, you know, in the jungle part. And, uh, man, 
know that with a machete, it could do some pretty, pretty good damage. But I have to keep it sharp. You have to keep it sharp. Otherwise, it gets dull. And no matter how hard you swing it, it'll do a little bit, but it's not going to just cut through it. It's not just going to cut. And so when we do things on a daily basis, when we do read the word, when we pray, when we get into worship, that's making that, sharpening that tool, sharpening that sword, sharpening it daily, keeping it daily, right? And sometimes, even in that day, you have to sharpen it again. I know, you know, we'd be out there same day, we'd be, you know, using it and cutting things down, making, making a clearing and everything, and, and so, you know, after some time working with it and everything, you know, you hit some things that you didn't know were there and, you know, kind of dulled it, well, what do you have to do? Stop, pause, keep filing it, file it down. When we do that, oh, okay, now I'm ready to go again. It also gives your body some rest, gives your arm a rest, your wrist, to get that and cut it down. <clears throat> and so when we get into the word of God daily, that's what we're doing. We're sharpening that sword, making sure that it's ready at any moment for the enemy. Enemy arises, we're ready. Because they didn't use those things just to cut grass, just to cut those small trees, just to trim stuff. They had it ready for them, just in case. Especially if you're out in the jungle, you never know what kind of animals are going to come your way. Love snakes. <clears throat> right there, all of a sudden, something pops out. Done. <laughs> right? I remember, you know, you may have heard this story before. You know, when I was in, you know, we were in Guatemala and I was bunking with another guy. I wasn't married at the time and uh, his name was Richard also. And <clears throat> so uh, he was, you know, taking a shower and I was off doing some, I, I was doing some trimming and stuff um, with the machete and all of a sudden, I heard him scream, <laughs> Rick! <laughs> I was like, what? Right? Rick! Bring the machete! <laughs> I was like, all right. I'm running over and everything, and, you know, he's in the sh He's got the towel now, but soap all over the place, and he's like, there's the snake's in there. And so I went in there, and it was, oh, probably up the wall like this. And just like down and and it was a pretty bad snake. It was a Baba Maria, <clears throat> which is a yellow beard. I, don't, I know I didn't say that right, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm a gringo, so um, and so you know. Then all of a sudden, you know, you knock it down and chop it off, right? We must be ready at all times be able to give a word to someone, to be able to bless someone, to be able to speak into someone's life, to be able to help
help those who need help. There are many times where, you know, maybe, maybe you weren't listening, but God wanted to use you. You know, during, during the great white throne, not, not the great white throne, but the throne of Christ, <clears throat> we're going to give accounts for the things that we've done here on this earth. And what did you do with the gift and the calling that God has, had given you? And so the Bible says we're either going to be rewarded or we're going to be left wanting. And so what, what do you have that passion for? What is that gift and that calling that God has given you? And maybe you're still trying to figure out the whole picture. But I think by now there's something that you know where God is leading you or that you know you have a calling to that. And I'm not just talking about the fivefold ministry. I'm not talking about being a preacher. I'm not talking about, you know, being um, an evangelist and going out and, you know, traveling ministry and everything. No. There are many things that you can do to build the kingdom of God. What is your job? Whose lives do you touch? What are the things that you have before you that you can touch? And in that, we should be thinking of that every day. The job that you have, the people that you meet, the places you go, the cows that you tend to. Bless them. Make them so that they, they grow so big and so good that that's the best beef that you could ever have. The horses, they're the strongest. How many of you are passionate about horses? I know some of you are. The horses, you know, being the best. There's things that we have that we take for granted, that we don't put an eye to, that we're just like, oh, that's just, you know, whatever. Our family. Now, a lot of times our, you know, certain family won't listen to you, but it still doesn't mean that you are quiet. Sometimes, sometimes you have to be. But are you ready to speak to them if God does tell you? Well, I don't want them to cut, you know, cut me out or whatever. Well, if they cut you out, it's not because of you. Is because of them rejecting the word of God. Is that hard? Yep. But, but we must still have the passion and the willingness and obedience to do it. And when we do, God blesses us back. There have been many times where, you know, we didn't have anything. <clears throat> and for whatever reason or somehow, some way, someone showed up or someone called or someone sent. 
something. It's a blessing. Wasn't expecting it. But in what we do, we must always be obedient. We must always do it with a heart of obedience and a heart of honor to God. You know, we were talking about, you know, the last series talking about honor. You know, this passion and the honor, they go hand in hand. Because without that passion, you're not going to really honor God with everything that you are. But man, when you know that you're doing things for the kingdom, when you're doing things for God, when, when you're just, God, I don't, I don't even want to receive anything. I just want to bless you. I, I just want to do it out of obedience. You know what, and you know what he says? He says, okay, thank you, but I'm going to bless you anyways. No, no, it, I, I don't want anything in return. Sometimes God says, okay, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And other times God will say, I'm going to bless you anyways. And man, when we are in Christ, there is nothing better and there's nothing more satisfying and there's nothing more reassuring than knowing that God is on our side. Nothing. You can go through the worst thing. I lost my, you know, both of my parents when, when they were young. My, my, dad was, uh, my dad was 59. Not too young, but yeah, it's, kind of, it's really young. And my mom was 52. Boy, that was a hard time. Oof. That was hard. But I knew she was better there than here. And I knew, and I know, that God did not take her. He received her. And I know that healing is still for today. I know that God's promises are yes and amen. And however the result comes, okay. And you know what? Sometimes you ask for something and God says no, or you don't see it. It's not because he doesn't want to give you. Now, like I said, there's some times that we, we can do things to block the blessing. But we also have to be okay with when God says something or, you know, we ask, sorry, if we ask for something and God says, no, nope, may not be the right time. God will always have something better for you. He always will. He's not going to give you something less. He's not going to give you the generic brand of shoes that fall apart, you know, after wearing them two times and getting them wet. Now, sometimes, you know, like, like I have, you know, in the past when we, when we were growing up, had those shoes. But we were faithful with them. 
making sure that we took care of things. Later, God blessed us. And we saw the faithfulness of God. Now, when we see the faithfulness of God, we could do one of two things. We can keep it to ourselves, or we can, we can share it with others, not bragging, but when something else comes up, you're talking to someone, and someone's going through something, man, I went through that exact same thing. And this is what happened. This is what I did. I stayed faithful to God. I prayed. I kept going to church. I kept giving my tithes and offerings. And I saw the hand of God. Because that is our God. He is faithful. More than you want it, he wants to give it. And like I said, we are blessed to be a blessing. It's not just for us. So what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with the calling and the gifts that God has given you? It's not just for you to enjoy. It's for you to bless others. It's for you to lead others to the love of God and to Christ. Amen? Amen? <clears throat> um, let's go, uh, just one last, one last uh, example here. Let's go to Elijah. Um, you know, the story of Elisha, which is in 2 Kings 2. I love this, right? This is, to me, this is such a funny story. But it's also, you can see the passion and the tenacity that Elisha had when he was following Elijah. So 2 Kings 2, starting in verse 1 through 13, says, When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were going from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Tarry here, I pray you, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha <clears throat> replied, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The prophet's sons who were, there, who were at Bethel came to Elisha and said, do you, do you know that the Lord will take your master away from you today? He said, yes, I know. Hold your peace. I love that. It's such a, really, he was saying, listen, just shut up, right? Just be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Elijah, again, tarry here, I pray you, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But as he said, <clears throat> but as the Lord, but, but he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. And the sons and the prophets were at Jericho, came to Elisha and said, Don't you know that the Lord will take your master away from you today? And he answered again, Yes, I know. Hold your peace. Shut up. I know. Elijah said to him, Terry here again, third time, said, I pray you that the Lord has sent me to Jordan. You know, I don't understand why Elijah kept asking. You know, like, all right, two times he's going to say the same thing, right? So Elijah said to him, Terry, here I pray you that the Lord has taken me to Jordan. But as he said, the Lord lives, and your soul, as 
as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. And the two of them went on. Fifty men of the sons of the prophets also went up and stood to watch afar off, and the two of them stood by Jordan, by the Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and stuck and stuck the waters and struck, sorry, thank you, and struck the water, and they divided this way and that, so that the two of them went over on dry ground. What does that remind you of? Red Sea. Red sea. Says verse nine. And when they had gone over, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, I pray you, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. That's what he wanted. He's like, give me a double portion. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. However, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. It shall not be, it, it, but if not, it shall not be so. And they went, and they still went on and talked. Behold, a chariot of fire and horses of fire parted the two of them, and Elijah went up by whirlwind into heaven. Elijah saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel is in its horsemen and he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into pieces and he took up also the mantle of Elijah Elijah and fell fr that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan that's passion Elisha was by his side the whole time excited okay Where's he going to go? I don't want to leave him. He's going to be leaving me soon. I don't want to leave him. I don't want to be out of his presence. Just like we shouldn't want to be out of the presence of God. On a daily basis, that passion, that desire to hear from God, to, okay, God, what is it? I just want to hear your voice. That's the passion that we should have. That's the desire that we should have each and every day. Knowing that we are his children. Knowing that he wants to be with us. Bible says we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. It's not that hard. But we have to be willing and we have to be obedient. And that passion must arise in us. To fulfill the word of God. To fulfill the calling and, and the gifts and the calling that, that God has for us. Must be passionate about it. Amen? Amen? You get something out of it today? Let's go ahead and bow our heads. Father, we're just so thankful for these examples that you have given us through the Bible that you so passionately want a relationship with us Father we just want to, to mirror back that passion as much as we can to be able to know and walk with you 
and to know that you, your spirit is in us. Father, thank you because you never leave us or forsake us. Thank you because we know that without you, we can do nothing. Thank you, Father, for the gifts and the talents that you have given each one of us and that you have placed in this church. We just thank you, Father God, for, for leading each one, Father, to helping each one to take those steps. And as they take the steps, Father, that you lead us and guide us into your truth. And we thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. Thank you, Father. And if you're here today or online and you don't know, you don't have this passion for Jesus, for God, for his Holy Spirit, just want to invite you today to ask him into your heart, to confess with your mouth that he is Lord, that, that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that he rose again, and that he is seated at the right hand of the Father. So let's pray this today together. Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I repent of my sins. I turn 180 degrees and I do away with those. I put my, my own desires aside I lay him at your feet and I thank you for giving me new desires for the things that you have for my life I ask you Jesus for your spirit to come into my heart to change me to cleanse me from all unrighteousness and I believe that you died on the cross, that you rose from the grave, and that you are seated at the right hand of the Father. I make you the Lord over my life, and I receive you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember, you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.